Hello everyone, it is now 5pm on this Wednesday evening in Kingston and you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM, www.cfrc.ca. Welcome to this week's segment of Today in YGK with me, your host, Alexandra Fernandez. Today in YGK brings you need-to-know news about what's going on right here in our beautiful city of Kingston. From current news, special segments, and interviews with some amazing guests, I'm sure you'll find something of interest that gets you to tune in. If you have any news to share with me, please contact me via email, which is news at cfrc.ca. So without further ado, let's get right into it. I hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to Today in YGK with your host, Alexandra Fernandez. I hope that you're having a good day and week so far and that the holiday season has been treating you nicely. I hope you've also been enjoying the kindest snowy weather we've been having. It is expected to snow for the rest of the week, actually. Well, not the rest of the week, the weekend. It's supposed to be a little bit sunny and cloudy tomorrow on Thursday, but it is going to snow on the weekend. Um, so bundle up, get your winter wear ready if it's not already. Um, but yeah. Today's segment of Today in YGK is going to feature some awesome highlights of the Queens and Kingston community, a year in review, so to speak, to just have a conversation and update you folks about what has been happening this year in various departments of the city itself, as well as Queen's University as an institution, because a lot has happened at Queen's this year. We'll be going month by month, highlighting important happenings, improvements, changes, discussions that have happened over the last year that have contributed to significant changes in our community over the last little bit. To start off in January, the Ontario English Catholic Teachers Association had a province-wide strike that occurred on the 21st of the month. This meant that teachers would not be participating in any duties or reporting to work this day, and this affected about 20 schools in the KFLA region, even places like Picton. Teachers claim to participate in these strikes and working and learning conditions of teachers and students are under attack by the provincial government. You know, every year we see these strikes and stuff, so it doesn't seem like it's really going away anytime soon, given everything. In February, Queen's University announced that Dr. Jane Philpott will be the new dean for the Faculty of Health Sciences, as well as the director of the School of Medicine. Dr. Jane Philpott transitioned into this role in early July. In an interview with the Queen's Gazette, Dr. Jane Philpott expressed that it was definitely going to be a different experience for her to transition into this role amidst a global pandemic. But she was happy to continue to do great work for and with the faculty. The Faculty of Health Sciences manages three different disciplines, medicine, nursing, and rehabilitation therapy. She also expressed that she wants to tackle issues of equity and justice as they relate to health during her time as dean. Dr. Philpott also expressed a goal of increasing the research footprint within the faculty alongside Dr. Resnick. This can be done through the expansion of resources and equipment to give students more access to better research and opportunities to improve and strengthen the work that students do diligently so. Dr. Philpott has also spoken on several panels this semester, including the panel that discussed the effect of COVID-19 on students' mental health in October earlier this year. She also took the initiative to start an Office of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion within the Faculty of Health Sciences, advising Selena Caesar Chavanis as the senior advisor. 
We are so incredibly excited to see the continued and great work that Dr. Philpott will bring to Queen's University during her time as Dean of the Faculty of Health Sciences. In March, Queen's University appointed its first Indigenous Provost and Vice Principal of Academics, Mark Green. He was surprised with the reception to celebrate this achievement, marking a big moment for the university. This event was hosted at the Agnes Etherington Art Centre and had dozens of guests in attendance who were able to indulge in Indigenous cuisine, remarks, and special ceremonies. Associate Vice Principal of Indigenous Initiatives and Reconciliation of Queen's University, Janice Hill, presented Mark Green with a ribbon shirt, which is an Indigenous garment worn for celebrations. This month, in March, the entire province of Ontario also went into lockdown as COVID-19 started to become a very prominent problem in Canada at this time. Queen's University announced on Friday, March 13th, that all classes were moving online, and many students spent that weekend packing up their things and moving back home, whether that was right here in the province or country, or whether that be across the world. That weekend also happened to be St. Patrick's Day, and as you may know, that is a day that Queen's University students love celebrating, but it was really great to see and hear that a lot of Queen's University students were actually very respectful of COVID-19 during this weekend, and that there weren't a lot of big house parties, and that Aberdeen Street, which is so iconic during these big days like Homecoming and St. Patrick's, was not really full and crowded as usual years. Students began to adapt to online learning during this month and finish the remainder of their semester virtually. Hopefully, this prepared them for the semester that just ended, fall 2020, and hopefully it will prepare them even more for this upcoming semester, as all classes are virtual and any in-person classes and labs have been delayed until January 23rd, as the entire province is in a lockdown again until that date. I know myself being a student at Queen's University, this semester taught me a lot about online learning and how I can better prepare myself for next semester. But hopefully I actually take those tips and tricks into this last semester for me. In the month of April, things were pretty slow here in our city since the province had recently gone into lockdown two weeks prior. Queen's University students were writing exams during this month, either take-home exams, open book exams, or proctored exams. Many students, many students during this time who were on exchange were also flying home and spending time in isolation after having been required to do so according to the laws of the country when COVID-19 was spreading rather quickly in April. This was an interesting experience for students, being alone in their rooms for 14 days, food brought to them at the door, no in-person human interaction despite living in the house with their parents or their peers or siblings most likely during this time. This also meant that a lot of international students could not go home due to COVID-19 and the uncertainty of safety and being able to travel back for the fall 2020 semester. In May, more generally speaking, a lot of global activism was taking place due to the murder of George Floyd, a black man who was murdered by police in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He died of asphyxiation due to police officer Derek Chauvin kneeling on Floyd's neck for eight minutes while arresting him. He even spoke the words, I can't breathe, which did not stop the police officer from hurting and inevitably murdering him.
This caused an uproar around the world, with protests taking place across the USA, across Canada as well, and even right here in Kingston. All these different social media movements, like Black Lives Matter, really took over social media as well. And I think a lot of people during this month spent a lot of time researching these movements, researching slavery, and educating themselves on all these problems that sometimes we turn a blind eye to because they're uncomfortable conversations. But it's important, even now that 2020 is ending, and it really was a year of reflection, that we take this time to continue having these conversations in 2021 and really bring that into the new year with us because it's crucial, still relevant, and very important. Vigil services were held in Kingston to honor those who lost their lives due to police brutality and racism. Graffiti even scattered places in downtown Kingston with slogans like Blue Lives Murder and Black Lives Matter. In June, a gift of 40 million US dollars was given to the Agnes Etherington Art Center for a major revitalization of the art gallery thanks to Bader Philanthropies and the Bader family. This is equivalent to approximately 54 million Canadian dollars, which is the single largest cash gift to Queen's University in its entire history. This revitalization project is expected to be finished in 2024. This will benefit students, patrons and audiences to increase art programming at the gallery. This donation will also help students and researchers in imaging science, as well as the ability to invest in several pieces of technology to examine art at a molecular level, to determine how art deteriorates, as well as teach and research conservation techniques for artwork. This gift will allow for more indigenous and diverse art being showcased as well, to improve the ability to showcase all the holdings of the university and ensure a diverse range of programming thanks to the funding that was difficult to do in the past. So that's taking us into the first six months of 2020. We're going to take a quick break and listen to a little bit of music and then we'll be back with the rest of the year in review here on CFRC 101.9 FM. You're listening to Today in YGK.
Listening to CFRC 101.9 FM. That was Greek Tragedy by the Wombats. Hope you enjoyed that little tune. We are tuned into Today in YGK right now, and we are doing a year in review of Queen's University and Kingston, Ontario, just talking about some of the changes, improvements, and different things and discussions that were happening this year in our community throughout the year of 2020. So we kind of talked about what's been going on for the first half of the year from January to June. So now we're going to jump into July. Over the summer months, once the weather started getting warmer, members of our community were residents of Bell Park, as Bell Park was a homeless encampment site for many summer months. The city worked with campers during the month of July to transition them into organizations and shelters in the Kingston community due to the fact that this park was not the most safe situation given COVID-19. The city worked to find supported interim housing solutions to continue to offer shelter at existing facilities as city shelters have ample capacity to provide a drop-in day support services such as access to showers, laundry, and counseling, and to work with local campgrounds to provide opportunities for people to camp there, and providing them with necessary camping essentials such as tents and sleeping bags. The city later took a number of steps to support people who are experiencing homelessness, which included providing new temporary locations for two shelters that increased capacity by about 25%, which also ensured proper physical distancing, to provide families with suites in motels and hotels, to provide transportation to safe and sustainable housing, to work with community partners to offer various supports, including camping provisions and counseling, and installing portable toilets and hand-washing stations at multiple locations, including Bell Park itself. 
Unfortunately, members of Bell Park were going to be evicted by July 31st, but the city waived this enforcement until all members were fully transitioned and had options to turn to for help and support. During the month of July, the Integrated Care Hub was also established as a 24-7 hub for folks to drop in for meals, shelter, sleep, a safe place to keep their things, counseling, and more. The hub is now located at 661 Montreal Street and was previously located at Artillery Park. In the month of August, Queen's University issued a declaration of commitment to address systemic racism. The university pledged to actively support the efforts of students, staff, faculty, and alumni who are engaged in anti-racism and anti-oppression work on campus, including the work of the Aboriginal Council and the University Council on Anti-Racism and Equity. The university took the pledge to do the following to continue to work to address systemic racism in the educational and classroom practices of the institution and in particularly within our primary activities of teaching and research to continue to close staff and faculty gaps in representation for women people with disabilities indigenous peoples and black and racialized people at all levels of the institution to identify barriers within university procedures to the recruitment and admission of racialized students particularly black and indigenous students and enhance efforts and initiatives to diversify the student population to identify and eliminate gaps in support and resources for 2SL LGBTQ plus students, staff and faculty, to increase financial support and promote centralized academic supports for underrepresented students, to review and strengthen our institutional policies and procedures for addressing acts of racist violence and hatred with an emphasis on trauma-informed care for those victimized to provide additional anti-racism training and education for all staff and faculty, to increase mental health supports for students, staff, and faculty affected by racism on campus, to introduce campus climate metrics to measure campus culture, progress, and impact of anti-racism initiatives, and to incorporate EDII as a major focus of the university's vision for the future to be integrated into every leader's annual goals and planned initiatives. In the month of October, as the weather started to cool down and winter started approaching, this meant that the birds would be migrating down south. However, many birds don't make it south because they are injured or killed by flying into windows that they believe is open air instead. The Office of Sustainability at Queen's University installed a film on the biosciences complex on campus to deter birds from flying into the windows to help the declining bird population. This initiative happened thanks to Malika Thacker, a Queen's University student in the School of Graduate Studies studying environmental science, who also completed her Bachelor of Science at Queen's University. She conducted a study to see which buildings on campus pose the greatest risk for birds, and after conducting this research, she worked with the Office of Sustainability to implement a solution on campus. Research will continue to be conducted now that the film has been installed to study its effectiveness and see if it creates a positive impact on the population trends that Malika had been studying. In November, Kingston police laid over 30 charges for large gatherings that were happening in the university district. The total amount of dollars in charges given out was over $300,000. 
Fines started at $880 for being in attendance at one of these gatherings that exceeded COVID-19 limitations, and hosts of these large gatherings were fined $10,000 for having these events. COVID-19 limitations at this time in November meant that no more than 25 people were allowed outdoors, and no more than 10 people were allowed indoors, but these bylaws were not always followed by those in the university district. After these large social gatherings were taking place, several cases of COVID-19 showed up in the Queen's community, as well due to parties that occurred at the beginning of December. A house party in the university district had an attendance of over 100 people over the weekend of December 4th. We also had several cases pop up in the Kingston community from the end of November to mid-December, with an outbreak at the Third Day Worship Center, some fast food restaurants here in the KFLA region, some schools in the districts as well, in addition to the cases at Queen's University, both off-campus and on-campus. This past month in December, Queen's University's annual campaign brought in over $400,000 for the United Way of KFLNA, setting a record for the highest amount raised for a Queen's University charity campaign. United Way is an organization whose mission is to build and strengthen our community by bringing people and resources together to facilitate change. Principal Patrick Dean was thrilled to see so many people donating to this campaign as this is a service that so many in our community use as it benefits people in many different ways. Donations can still be made at queensu.ca slash unitedway. Speaking of donations, CFRC's funding drive has been going very well. We have passed our goal of $15,000 and have even surpassed $20,000, but today and tomorrow, tomorrow is your last day and we are to donate to CFRC, you can go to cfrc.ca slash donate now if you'd like to donate through GoFundMe, or you can donate through our through Queen's University if you would like to be issued a tax receipt. But please consider donating. It would be really, really great. We have our final raffle draw happening for December 31st, in which you can win some awesome um, things from local sponsors. Um, a gift certificate from Classic Video, a nice hefty package from Spearhead Brewing Company, um, some stuff from Booty Supply Outlet, Leon's Furniture, from Mercury Boutique, and Absolute Comedy. So please consider going to cfrc.ca slash donate now. If you donate through our GoFundMe, you can win our last mega huge raffle package with all these amazing gifts from local sponsors. Or if you'd like to be issued a um, tax receipt you can donate through um, Queen's University but the website for both options is cfrc.ca slash donate now thank you so much for all your continued support everyone for supporting our radio station we are down to 46 active cases of COVID-19 in the KFLA region. Please remember to do your part by keeping our community safe. This includes washing and sanitizing your hands, wearing your mask, interacting with those only in your household, and if you cannot, wear a mask, of course, and physically distance yourself. By that, I meant if you cannot only interact with people from your household, um, please wear a mask at all times and physically distance yourself from those you are not living with. Um, six feet apart, two meters. We can all combat this and reduce outbreaks in our community if we work together to keep ourselves and one another safe. We are still in the gray lockdown zone until January 23rd. Remember to support your local businesses during this time if you can as well. You know, here at CFRC, we love our local businesses and highly encourage you folks to support them and check them out. 
Um, a lot of different places are offering curbside pickup for some products, delivery, takeout for restaurants and all that jazz. So please consider supporting local during this time. This lockdown is very difficult for local businesses who are struggling at the beginning of the quarantine. Um, we kind of had some of our businesses here in Kingston shut down, um, like the Alibi, for example, um, and, you know, other businesses like the screening room is having a little bit of a hard time and the screening room has really awesome donation packages where you can, um, have a seat in your name where you can get membership packages to the screening room, which are valid, um, for years and years, which is really awesome. So, um, even if you invest now, you will definitely be able to go to the movies, hopefully in the next three years or so, but, um, yeah, that concludes today's episode of Today in YGK. Um, I just want to thank everyone so much for tuning in. This is our last Today in YGK of 2020, which is absolutely crazy to think about. Um, this show has been going on since the beginning of May, so for a while, and we're going to keep it going for as long as we can but thank you so much for all your support not only for this show but just for tuning in to cfrc in general i hope you folks have a great rest of your day and that the last few days of 2020 are good to you you know 2021 is right around the corner and man do we all hope it's a better one than 2020 i don't want to jinx it so i'm not going to say it but maybe you guys are thinking what i'm saying i don't know but um i would just like to wish you all the best as we approach 2021 wish you a happy new year um and we'll catch you next year on today in ygk including next week um but thank you so much again folks um i hope you enjoyed today's segment and that this was nice and informative um for you see you next year and next week Thank you for listening to Today in YGK, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.